cover of a magazine. If you're at the grocery store and you're standing in the checkout aisle and you see that rack of magazines, there are some magazines that you're going to glance right past because they just don't grab your interest. But there's going to be some that jump out to you, that stand out because of either a headline or the colors or the topic is of interest to you. And so you're going to want to kind of flip through the rest of the information. So your homepage is that magazine cover. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome to another week here on the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week for another amazing episode. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that has been listening to the show because I know that the past few months have looked a little crazy and our schedules have all been off. And a lot of times we listen to podcasts while we're in the car, while our kids are in school, while we're at the gym, and it hasn't been easy to do that lately. And yet my downloads on the back end have gone up. So that just says that obviously you're enjoying the content and I appreciate everybody that listens. I appreciate every download, every review, all the feedback, every like on Instagram, everything it is seen and it is truly, truly appreciated. So thank you so much. I know there are tons of podcasts out there you can be listening to. So the fact that you are choosing to listen to this one means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Not to get too mushy or anything, but I really do appreciate all of you listening to this show each week. Okay, so I know that for the past few weeks, we have had a lot of guest interviews on the show, and it's been amazing. I am just overwhelmed with how many people have been reaching out about being part of the show and wanting to share their expertise and wanting to share their ideas and their tips and everything they have to offer But I want to make sure I'm not forgetting to jump in here and share some of my own tips and advice with you as well. So today's episode, it's just going to be me. You're stuck with me for the next few minutes. Don't worry. I promise it'll be worth your time. When I started thinking about what topic I wanted to do for this episode, around the same time I was kind of planning out some different topic ideas, I had a couple of different entrepreneur friends that had reached out to me about their websites. They had asked me to look at their new website they were creating to kind of go through and give them feedback or to look at the website they've been using for a while and give them some pointers on how they could sort of recreate or revamp their website in order to make it a more easily converted website, which means that the viewers are turning into clients or that people are staying on your website for a little bit longer. It got me thinking that obviously if they're asking these questions, then other people have the same questions as well. And it actually led me to dedicate the entire month of June's content within my Business Builders membership program to be dedicated to building a website that converts. So if you want to join or check out the Business Builders uh, membership site, this is a great month to do it because we're really diving into how to create a website that people want to spend time on and that converts your viewers into paying clients. We're going to dive into what your website should have. We're going to talk about SEO. We're going to talk about the content on your website. It's going to be really, really great info. And the great thing about Business Builders, while I'm on the topic, is that if you join right now, you're going to get all of June's content plus the Facebook group, but you also get the content that was released in April and May. 
which means if you join, you're not only getting June's content, but you're getting the April and May content as well. So whenever you join Business Builders, you have kind of this backlog of information you can always go back through, and that information stays there for the lifetime of your membership. So if you're interested in learning more about the Business Builders membership program and how it can help you grow your business, head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business builders. Of course, that link is in the show notes. So if you just scroll up, you should see it down there. If you have questions, feel free to let me know. I'm happy to walk you through those. All right. So today's episode, I want to go over five things that every website should have in order to be successful. Now, obviously, there's not the only five things, but these are kind of the five basic things that I believe every website needs in order to keep clients interested in your information. One of the key things that Google looks for when deciding which, uh, which websites to rank higher or lower than others is time spent on site. So that means if a viewer comes to your website and they spend five minutes on your site most of the time, you're going to rank pretty high because that's letting Google know that people are interested in what you have to say. But if people are coming to your website and they're clicking off relatively quickly, then that's telling Google that your website is not engaging enough. It's not interesting enough, or maybe it's not relevant enough. And that's going to push your ranking on the Google searches way down. So today I want to go over a couple of things that you can make sure you're including in your website or that you can add to your website to make it more engaging, to have your viewers come to your site and be excited about what you're doing and want to stay around and read through your content and view your portfolio and learn more about you. Okay, so we're just going to dive right in. The first thing is every website needs to have a really good homepage. This is like the cover of a magazine. If you're at the grocery store and you're standing at the checkout aisle and you see that rack of magazines, there are some magazines that you're going to glance right past because they just don't grab your interest. Whether that's because the the headline isn't exciting enough, it's not a topic you're interested in, the colors aren't exciting enough or they're not interesting to you, whatever the case may be, there's going to be magazines that you just kind of graze right past. But there's going to be some that jump out to you that stand out because of either a headline or the colors or the topic is of interest to you. And so you're going to want to kind of flip through the rest of the information. So your homepage is that magazine cover and you want to make sure that it does a couple of things. One, you want to make sure it makes it very clear as to who you are and what you do. So for example, if you are an online boutique, The first thing that when someone comes to your site, they should be able to tell right away that you are an online boutique, that you sell clothing and accessories, or that you sell hats, or that you are selling shoes, or that you are offering custom keychains, whatever it is that you're creating and selling. They need to know that right away because a lot of times the name doesn't always give it away. And so you want to make sure that obviously if your name is like Paisley Lane Photography, they're going to realize that you're a photographer, but you need to make it very clear of what type of photography you offer. If someone comes to my photography site and all I have is a picture of a camera, that doesn't tell them that I'm a wedding and boudoir photographer. They're going to assume that I might do families or babies or stock photography or corporate photography. There's such a wide selection. So the same thing goes with all other businesses out there. You want to make it very, very clear as to who you are 
and what you do. So what is it that you offer? One way you can do this is with images. So if you are a hair and makeup artist, your first image might be a picture of you doing someone's hair and makeup. If you are a health and wellness coach, then maybe your head main photo is a photo of healthy fruits and vegetables, or it's a photo of you exercising. That lets people know, okay, this is kind of the general idea of what this business is about. And then you could have a tagline. You know, you could say something like healthy habits to build around your lifestyle or something, whatever that tagline is. But letting people know very quickly who you are and what you do is going to let them know, is this a website that's for me or do I need to keep looking somewhere else? Now, a couple other things about your homepage. One, you need to keep all relevant information above the fold. So what that means is when I view a website on my computer screen, anything that I can see without scrolling up or down the page is going to be above the fold. So again, it's like that magazine cover, okay? You've got the cover and then you have the back page of the magazine or you have the cover and then you have the inside of the cover. Well, the cover is everything above the fold. So that's where you're going to have your catchy headline. You're going to have any great photos you want. You're going to have your logo. You might have a navigation bar. That's all above the fold, And then if they start scrolling or they turn the page of the magazine, they scroll up your homepage, that's where they're going to get other information, whether it's how to contact you or more specifics about what you offer. And again, those can all be found in the menu navigation bar as well. But I'm just saying whatever you want people to get right away needs to be above the fold. I cannot tell you how many websites I've gone to where the website pops up and it's one giant photo and that's it. And I don't always know that I'm supposed to scroll up. So I might immediately go to the menu bar and start clicking through the menu. Well, what if I missed something really important on that home page because I didn't scroll up? So you want to make sure that you're keeping things as simple as possible. Guys, here's the reality behind your viewers. They don't always know what they need to be doing on your website. It's easy for us to forget because we have created this website. It's our baby. It's our content. It's our heart and soul. But they don't always know what it is that we want them to do. So you have to make it super, super simple. You know, I come from an elementary teaching background where I'm really used to breaking things down to a super simple format. And it's amazing, even when you're teaching elementary kids, how simple you have to make things sometimes in order for them to get it. And I think about that a lot when I'm in my business. How can I make sure that this is super simple so that everyone coming to my website knows exactly what to do? So another option with your homepage is to create a landing page versus an all-in-one homepage. Now that may sound a little confusing, so let me explain a little bit more about the differences between those two. Most people have a kind of what I call an all-in-one homepage. So you go to their website, they have a beautiful homepage with their logo, their menu bar, a beautiful image, their tagline, and then they have all this information you can kind of go through. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. 
Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. That's an all-in-one because you don't have to go anywhere else to get your information. It's all right there. Now, a landing page. A landing page is a static page where it's almost like what I call a choose-your-own-adventure page. So, for example, in my photography business, I do a variety of genres of photography. So, I have weddings, boudoir, high school seniors, and branding. Now, one problem I discovered in my business was that when you add in something like boudoir into your photography business... There's a lot of people that don't appreciate boudoir photography. They don't understand it. It's not for them. And that's perfectly fine. But they may still want to hire me for their daughter's senior photos. So it became very clear early on in my business that I had to keep things separate. And so in order for my senior clients to not feel uncomfortable about the wedding or the boudoir photography or vice versa, I needed to have a landing page. So when people go to my website, they come to a home, a landing page homepage where they get to choose which path they want to go down. So if they're coming to my homepage and they want to know more about wedding photography, they can click on weddings and then it'll take them to what feels like a whole separate section just about weddings. There's Everything is wedding related. There's wedding portfolios, there's wedding pricing info, there's a wedding welcome video, there's a wedding experience guide, there's favorite vendors, there's blogs, it's all wedding related. If they were to go back to my landing page and choose boudoir, they would then be taken to another section of my site that's completely dedicated to boudoir photography. It's all boudoir. Same thing with seniors, same thing with branding. So that's the purpose of a landing page. If you have different sections of your business that you want to keep separate, then a landing page might be a good option for you. If your business is an all-in-one, everything's meshed together, then a homepage is going to work just fine. The last thing I want to mention about homepage, if you have a physical area that you service, for example, if you have a storefront or if you serve a certain area, like for example, I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so my photography business is all located here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, make sure you put that on your homepage. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to somebody's website and had no clue where they were located. A perfect example is a couple of years ago, I was looking for a wedding photographer in Southern Illinois to second shoot a wedding with me up there. And I'm not real familiar with all the different towns up there. I just knew the town that my bride was getting married in. So I did a search online and it gave me all these different photographers. Well, when I really started clicking on their websites, not one of them told me where they were located. So I reached out to a few of them and several of them would say things like, oh, I'm two hours away from that area. Or, oh, I'm no longer in Illinois. I'm now in Wyoming or whatever. And so 
if you have a business that has a physical storefront or you have a business that is specific to a certain area. So for example, you're a service-based business and you only serve the area where you live. Make sure you include that on your homepage. So for example, if you are a hairstylist and you have a salon located within a certain area, make sure you put that. Don't just say that I'm at Salon La Vive, but make sure you say I'm at Salon La Vive located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or serving the Dallas-Fort Worth area because you want to make sure that people know when they stumble across your website where you're located. All right, moving on to number two. So the second thing that I want to make sure everybody has on their website is an about you section. I feel like this gets overlooked a lot because people will think, oh, I'll just put up a quick little like the history of my business and move on. Guys, the about me section is where your visitors are going to connect with you on a personal level. And one thing that I've learned, and you've heard me say in this podcast multiple times, it's all about the like, know, and trust factor. You want your visitors to your website to feel like they have a personal connection to you as the owner of your business. And even if you own a business that has multiple people within your company, then allow them to have their own little paragraph about who they are. If it's someone that a client might be working with, let them have their own little section or a page or half a page. But your audience wants to connect with you. They want to see a photo of your face. Now, one thing I've seen too is people will put up kind of a group photo of an event they were hosting or a workshop they taught. The problem with that is when you put up a photo of you and four other people, as a viewer, I don't know which person in that photo is you. So you want to make it very clear that this is my this is who I am. So putting up a headshot or maybe a family photo if you talk about your family a lot, but make it very clear who you are so that people know when they are communicating with you, they have a face to put with a name. So make sure you have a really great photo on your about me section. The other thing on the about me section is you want to make sure that you're not just telling the history of your business, but you're talking about things that your ideal client is going to connect with you on. So if you are someone who absolutely loves reality TV, you can mention that. If you're someone who is obsessed with hiking and being outdoors, talk about it. If you have a really fun story behind how you got your business name and how it relates to what you do or something you enjoy, tell the story. You don't want to write your biography. You don't want to make it this huge, long novel, but you want people to feel like they connect with you on another level. One of my biggest pet peeves about the About Me section is I see people go on, they'll say, I have just always loved photography and taking photos. It brings me so much joy when I get to go out and capture your family's smiles. Okay, that's good and great, but... If I'm a client coming to your page because you do photography, I'm going to hope that that's all already kind of assumed. I'm going to assume that you love photography if you have created an entire business around photography. I want to know more than that. So tell me about who you are as a person outside of your business, and you can throw in some things that have you connecting to your business. So you could say... I love being outdoors. I love going for hikes with my dog and exploring new places, but I hated that I never had comfortable clothes to wear out 
so that when I went hiking, I could then go run errands afterwards and still look cute. So because of that, I have created this brand where I sell athleisure wear that looks cute, but is still stylish and comfortable and functional. And then talk a little bit about the fact that you love your dog or you, you know, you've thrown in the fact that you love being outdoors. What's, what are some things about you that people want to connect with? At the core of society, at the core of humanity, we all just want to feel connected. And so being able to do something that makes people connect with you is going to make you stand out above everybody else. And here's a little bonus tip for your About Me page. If you can even do a welcome video showing your face and making eye contact with the person that's viewing your video, it's going to make a huge impact. Back in episode 50, I interviewed Patricia Calacani all about video marketing, and she talked about the power of video welcome messages on your website and the power of people being able to see your face, hear your voice, and make that eye contact with you through the video. It's going to help you to stand out. It's going to help you to stay in their mind a little more than just a static image and some text that they may or may not skim through. It also helps to boost your stay rate. So how long someone is spending, how much time someone is spending on your website. If they're sitting there watching a 30 to 45 second video of you, that's going to boost the amount of time that Google sees people staying on your website. So just a little bonus tip. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just put up your iPhone, grab a good lighting scenario, whether in front of a window or if you have a ring light and record a little welcome video and throw it up on your about me section and see if you don't get more people staying on your site a little bit longer and reaching out to you. Which brings me to number three, make sure you have a contact page and not even just a contact page, but make sure you make it clear everywhere you possibly can on your website, how people can get a hold of you. So if that means having a contact me button in the top corner of your website or throwing it at the bottom of every page. Hey, if you want to learn more, reach out to me and have a little contact me box. Make it super, super simple. You don't ever want people to get excited about something and be ready to reach out to you and then have to work to find that contact button. And you would think, again, going back to the the idea of keep it as simple as possible. You would think that people would want to just scroll up and find it. But guys, when people get excited, when people are ready to purchase. They're ready to book with you. They're ready to reach out to you with more information. You want to be right there with that contact me information. So if you're creating a page where you're talking about your services and you think, okay, at this point in the page, this is where people are kind of going to be ready to make a decision of yes or no, pop in a contact box, make it that easy. You know, you're going through the information, you get to the point where you're like, okay, this all sounds really good. I think I want to, I think I want to work with this person. Then just say, Hey, if you're interested in working with me or you want to learn more, fill out this form below and I'll be in touch with you. It's that simple. It's one less thing they have to do. If it's right there in front of them, they're more likely to do it than if they have to scroll or go through a menu or find the contact page, have it on every single page. And then at the bottom, if you want to put your email address in the footer, and a way for them to reach out to you, whether it's by phone or email or whatever it might be, put that down there. You never know where people are going to be looking for information, but you want to make sure they know how to get a hold of you and they can do it really easily. All right. Number four is you want to make sure you have really good quality content. And what I mean by content is information that people are going to spend time looking through. Now I see a lot of 
artists, a lot of creatives that create a website that is very visually appealing. Lots of beautiful images, lots of beautiful photos, artwork, graphics, clothing that they're selling, whatever it might be. But they fail to put any text. So one of the biggest drivers for my website has been my blog post. Now, I'm not saying you have to create a blog by any means, although I do think they're really helpful. That's not what I'm saying you have to do, but you do need to have something that people can read through because if your entire website is just images, people can click through that really quickly and they're going to get bored and they're going to click away. So you want to give them something of value that makes them want to stay. So if you are an event planner and your website, you have showcasing these beautiful events that you have created for your clients, you also want to maybe write up some content, talk about the benefits of hiring an event planner. What is it that we can do for you? What services do we provide? You know, what is, what can you expect when you work with me? What are some of the trends that are happening in events right now? These are things that people that are coming to your website obviously are interested in because they're planning an event of some kind. If you have questions, frequently asked questions, then turn those into content on your website. Because if you're getting the same question asked over and over and over again by potential clients, other people are going to have that same question. So having sections of your website where it is helpful information is not only going to set you apart as an expert in your area, it's going to give people a reason to stay on your website longer, and it's going to give them something of value, which in turn makes them feel like, wow, this is someone I might really want to work with because they're not just here to sell me something, they're here to help me with something. So it kind of goes back to everything I've said about social media too, is you want to give, 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 give and then ask for the sale. So on your website, you wanna do the same thing. You wanna give them as much information as you can to show them that you know what you're doing, you're the expert, you've given them something of value, and then by the way, do you wanna work together? Hey, let's contact me and let's talk about it. That is gonna be way more powerful than saying, hey, look at all the stuff that I can sell to you. Look at all the ways you can give me your money. If you go to a website where it just is, in your face, buy this, buy this, buy this, it's a little bit of a turnoff. But if you're going to a a website where they're saying, hey, look at this, why don't I help you with this? Here's some helpful information. Here's some frequently asked questions. Here's some pointers and some tips. By the way, you wanna learn more? Why don't you reach out to me and contact me? Let's get in touch. All right, last but not least, number five is to have some kind of lead magnet or email capture on your website. Because when someone comes to your website as a visitor, you want to make sure that you have a way to keep in touch with them. We've all done it before. We go to a website, we're scrolling through, we're like, oh, this all looks really good. And then something happens and we get sidetracked, whether it's because we were at work and we had to actually get back to our job or the kids come in and need something or it's late at night and you think, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. And then you forget all about it. But if you are able to collect that person's email address and then reach out to them again with a welcome sequence, they are more likely to come back to your site and work with you or purchase from you at a later date. So there's a couple ways you can do the lead magnet email capture. And I have a whole episode on lead magnets, but the easiest way is at the bottom of every page or at the top of every page, either way, however you want to do it, have a little bar that just says like, want to get updates, join our newsletter or one exclusive offers and deals, join our list. And then you just have a little box they can put in their name and their email and it's done. 
Another way you can do this is with a pop-up. So depending on your email provider, they usually have different options to either embed it on a page or have it as a pop-up. For me, I have found the pop-up works really well. Some people don't like it. Some people say it's annoying. Everyone's going to have their opinions. I know for me personally, I've tried multiple ways of having a lead capture on my website. And for me, the pop-up works really well. And I have, after they've been on the site for a couple of seconds, a little box pops up and it says, do you want a discount on your next session? Join my VIP list. And they can put in their name and email and they'll be sent an email that says, you know, save X amount on your next session. And it has all the information and it gives them like a little bit of a welcome sequence. Almost every big name website that you go to is going to have an email capture of some kind. In fact, if you spend... 30 minutes on the internet going to different websites, you're going to find like things, places like Ulta and Gap and Fabletics, all of these. Everyone is going to have a little something that pops up or that scrolls across the top saying, want to save 10% on your first order? Want free shipping? Do you want $10 off your next order? Sign up here. And how many times have we all given our email address for whatever is they're offering? You can utilize that same thing on your website. It doesn't have to be a big offer. It can be something as simple as, hey, do you want to stay up to date when we have sales? Do you want to be the first to know? Do you want exclusive offers? Do you want exclusive discounts? Join my newsletter. Sign up for my list. I don't always like the word newsletter. I'm going to take that back. Don't say newsletter because nobody wants to sign up for a newsletter. But if you say join my list, join my VIP list, become a VIP, All these things, anything that makes it sound exclusive and exciting, they're going to give you their email address. If you can offer them something like a free download or a free gift certificate or free shipping or anything like that, that even just incentivizes it a little bit more. But having a way to make that when someone comes to your website to view your content, if you can get their email address, you have a much higher chance of turning that visitor into a client than you do if they're just passing by. All right, because I like you guys so much, I'm going to add in one little bonus tip to help you create a website that people really love, and that is what I call the mom test. So let me explain what that means. When we're creating our website, so many times we are too far into the forest to see it for what it is. And so having an outside perspective that can show you a little bit of insight into what your viewers are going to see from their perspective is to ask somebody else to view your website. Now, when I say ask somebody else, I don't mean ask your spouse because a lot of times they're right there with you as you're kind of going through your business. They know a little too much. So I like to ask somebody that is a has no real connection to my business. Doesn't know the ins and outs. They maybe know what it is. They don't know the ins and outs of my business. And two, that they are not super tech savvy, which is why, sorry, mom, but I go with you. (laughs) So asking my mom to sit down and look at my website and say, okay, I want you to go to this website. I stand over her shoulder and I just watch. I watch what she does on that website because in my mind, I have a clear path of where I want my viewers to go. I want them to start at the landing page. I want them to choose a path, whether it's the weddings, the boudoir, the seniors, the branding. Once they have chosen their path, Then I have a whole nother journey I want them to go on. I want them to start with learning about what a boudoir session is. Then I want them to learn about who I am as the photographer and why they should hire me or choose me as their photographer. Then I want them to learn about the process of a boudoir session. What does it look like to come into the studio and have your hair and makeup done and all these things? 
Then I want them to go to maybe the portfolio where they can see all of the different images that I've done, followed by learning about the pricing and the information, maybe a couple blog posts, and then I want them to reach out to me. That's in my mind what the journey of my viewers should be. What's interesting though, is that when someone else views my website and I'm watching it and I don't say a word, I don't prompt them, I don't ask questions, I just watch what they do. It can be really eye-opening to see what their mind goes through, to see the journey they actually take. Because a lot of times it's not what we would expect. They don't click on the things that we think that, that makes sense to click on. They will click on things that we don't even think they would typically click on. Or they might skip over an entire section of something. And so I usually will let the person go through the website and then I'll ask them questions like, why did you go here first? Why did you click on this? Why didn't you go to this thing? Why didn't you read that blog post? Why didn't you choose to opt into the email address? What are the reasons you did or didn't do something? It can be really eye-opening to see how somebody else views your website because again, you're so caught up in it that you think, well, it makes sense. It's logically you would do X, Y, and then Z. But for somebody else to come in and go, well, no, I would actually do Z, then X, then Y, you can go, oh, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay, that's good to know. And you can tweak things and you can change things and you can make things feel a little more obvious than others. So having someone go through that mom test can be really powerful to give you a little bit of insight into how is your website performing and is it doing what you really want it to do. It can also be really eye-opening in the fact that sometimes people don't understand your website. And if they're looking at your website and they have questions about something that you think are obvious, you can be like, oh, I didn't realize that it didn't, it wasn't clear that I do this. Or it wasn't clear that I offered this price, this for this price. You know, so having that outside opinion can be super helpful and not even just at the beginning of your website. It's really good to go back every once in a while and let somebody else look at your site and give you a little bit of like a client perspective. Because even though we think it makes sense, it doesn't always make sense, guys. So make sure you're doing that mom test. All right. I hope that these tips were helpful, whether you are building a website for the first time or you are going to go back and kind of rebrand or revamp the website you already have. Again, if you want more information on websites, SEO, how to create websites that convert, go join the Business Builders membership, guys. That's what we're doing all this month. I'm gonna do Q&A sessions within the Facebook group. We're gonna have all kinds of conversations around websites, and of course, when you sign up, you get access to all the other content that's already been released as well, so it's a really, really great deal. And I've got a ton more stuff coming up in the next few months for those membership sites. So make sure you join Business Builders. Head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business builders, and I will see you inside there. All right, guys, have a great week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. 